Hey, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Jack Mancini. And I am here at a podcast creation. Uh, almost 390 of them. Almost. Uh, I'm a business coach, and I'm here with my partner, Adam Sunhalter. We've been together doing business coaching for over 20 years. And the people we coach are small businesses that basically are in any industry, any, any product pursuit or service pursuit. If they're small, that's our, our love affair. We love dealing with small business owners. And we define that a sweet spot of around 2 million in sales, one to 25 employees. And we can help out anyone in that category, anyone that could benefit by dealing with us as business coaches. So Jack Mancini and Adam Sunalter, we're here to make a uh, a podcast. And we take our podcast subjects from our coaching experience. So we have several clients that we do coaching with, and that means we look over their operation and discuss how they're going to get from where they're at today to where they want to be. And we make tremendous sense in doing that. And we're unique with our backgrounds. They're both very good stellar backgrounds for this. So you don't get a lot of operators that have stellar backgrounds in operating in this area of, you know, smaller size. So the ones who benefit, and there are hundreds of them, uh, they're thankful and we get referrals from them to basically grow our business. We aren't after changing the world with this yet. Yet, maybe never, but it's uh, something that's useful. And very, very effective. So what we do, we take these situations that we come in contact with in our monthly or weekly coaching sessions, and we create a podcast out of it. So we've been doing, it seems we have runs that come in streaks, runs of helping people sell their business, uh, you know, helping people find people. It's, it's, uh, Referral, know people, help them out kind of thing. And <clears throat> we, we can deal with both sides of the transaction. In other words, if people, if this is a new company, new acquisition, uh, you know, there's issues on both sides. People who just sold and people who just bought. But once you get a company, that Monday morning, the first Monday morning after you bought it, what do you do? Do you bring all your people together and say, I'm the new man in town? And how do you deliver that? Do you ever? Or you just start taking over and people have to, hey, there's the boss. Oh, what's he look like? Someone else comes over. <laughs> is, is there a transition done at all? <clears throat> so let's say let's say you, you do buy a company. How do you, since nobody knows you, put your stamp on that company? How do you do it? It's it's one thing to start a company, you know that it's a little it's a little little easier to see because you started the company, and you know you're known from the beginning, employee number one, and go from there. Uh, if you purchase the company, how do you kind of become the man, and how do you want to be the man? You want to be pounding fists on desks, or do you want to try to get in with today's today's uh, attitude of balance and participation and all the good stuff. 
But anyway, Adam is here. Adam Sunhalter is here, my partner. And he's going to talk about, and I'll butt in every once in a while. He's going to put, how do you do that? How do you put your stamp, your stamp, you the individual? How do you put your stamp on the company that you just picked up? How do you do that, Adam? Mm-hmm. Lots of ways, Jack. Yeah, thanks. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is episode 388. That's how close we are to 390, Jack. We're at 388. It's only a couple away of, uh, of dirty secrets of small business. And we often talk about this, the whole idea of buying. And it's one of the things that we advise a lot of our clients on, Jack, in terms of there's, there's a couple ways to grow. You can kind of grow organically where you add one customer at a time, or you can grow through acquisition, which can often you know, mean grabbing multiple customers at a time, multiple employees and, you know, and, and maybe different products or, or, or different markets. And so one of the things we often will coach people on is the idea of growing through buying companies. And we have experience with that, obviously, whether it be, you know, advising people to do that or doing it ourselves personally. That's part of what we're here to talk about today, because if people were to ask us, Jack, and somebody puts a gun to your head and said, hey, would you rather buy a company or start a company? What's easier? I think we would say without a doubt, buying a company is much easier versus starting from scratch. And a big reason for that is a lot of the history that you have when you buy a company, right? You've got things that are established, you know, simple things, Jack, like, customers and vendors and employees, you know, those kind of things, you know, versus like when you start from scratch, to your point, Jack, it's very easy to put your stamp on the company when, when you're, you're starting it out. It's just you. So, you know, by default, you're, you, you, you know, you're putting the stamp. It, 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 you may not even be conscious of it. You, you're just kind of doing what, you know, doing whatever you're doing. But how do you do that with somebody that you just bought? And, and, and we'll add that a little bit, Jack. What if it's, what if it's a company that, that your family started that, that, that you're actually buying? All right, how do you how do you honor what they've built, but still put your own stamp on the company? So that's what we're here to kind of talk about today because it's a big deal, and it's something that that has to be done. Where you know, to your point, Jack, here it is Monday morning. You often describe that that scene as the birds in the nest. All right, here they are looking up at you, going, "Okay, what do we do?" And you're up there, shirt collars getting a little tight, had a little trouble swallowing. Yeah, I'm getting you know, I'm getting some of that that biochemistry of what I get myself into and they're wondering, who is this, who is this guy? Who is this gal? You know, what's, you know, what's kind of going on. So, you know, and, and it might depend Jack in terms of how quickly you do stuff. So maybe we start there in terms of framing that. So, you know, I think from a big picture standpoint, cause you know, for me, it, it's going to change the urgency of, of this stamp that we're talking about, Jack. So, on one end of the spectrum, if you have, it's a lot, you have a lot of experience with this, Jack, which is if, if you buy a company where it's more of a turnaround situation. So a turnaround for those of you who aren't aware, it's a company that's either been losing money or really struggling to make money. So if you have something like that versus you have a company that, that, that you bought, Jack, now that's, that's running pretty well, <clears throat> has a good history of profits and, you know, seems to be humming along pretty well. I would say those are two very distinct situations in terms of, um, trying to frame how quickly and what you want to be able to do to put that stamp on the company. Now, the reason I'm saying that is um, if you're having trouble making money or the company's losing money, we got to make some changes quickly, right? We got to be, you know, we have to make some, some changes. So, so Jack, you have a lot of experience with this. All five companies that, that you bought were in those kind of troubled situations where, where they were turnarounds. And part of the reason why you were brought in or, or why those opportunities became available to you is you had an idea of what to do and what to do very quickly, right? So we often will talk about that first 
kind of 90 days when you buy a company, that first 90 days is going to be pretty intense. So when you come into a, a turnaround situation, Jack, how quickly should you be making decisions to make some changes? Pretty quick, Adam. The 90 day thing, that's for sure. But, you know, chances are you, 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 when you're doing your due diligence and you're gathering information on the company, you're always thinking about it. So you, you have pretty well uh, uh, decided that, okay, here are the things I want to start doing. So you should come in running, you know, you should be hitting, hitting the, the concrete running. Full speed. <laughs> well, you can make the you can make those changes pretty quickly. Now, the bigger, bigger ones, new equipment, or you know, uh, quick decisions on, on customers and good ones, bad ones. That takes a little more time, but yeah, well, move let's, fast. Let's let's prioritize that, Jack. So when you're coming in, when you're assessing things, I would argue the first place you want to go is with the people. Your people, all right. Because part of what you're buying is, you know, you, you're buying. You think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple of well, key, key people, key people. That's the, it's usually one or two people. When you talk about a 25 person uh, company, there's usually one or two people that you can build on. You may not think it until you've experienced that a few times, but there's usually somebody. It's not their fault that, that the company's, uh, you know, for the most part, for the, you know, companies having trouble. All right. It's the owner, the owner. Well, so you want to be asking that question, right? You want to be asking, well, who's going to be the key people who can help us run and grow this thing, right? And to your point, mm -hmm. if I, well, I got six employees, 10 employees, we're trying to find those one or two. Because if we have one or two good people, Jack, as we talk about all the time of the show, those one or two people can make all the difference in the world. So what you're trying to assess quickly is, okay, hey, do I have do I have some 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 key people here that I can kind of build around, right? Okay, so let's kind of look at that. Okay, now if I'm having trouble finding some of those, or is, you know, part of what I identified are there's certain things we have to kind of do, Jack. Right? Maybe there's some there's some voids in the business. There's some things you know, you know whenever somebody's selling the business, you know, they, they'll often put together a little package, right? A little package that presents the company, talks about stuff. And they'll often talk about the reason why the owner, the current owner is selling, you know, you know, you know the, the, the owner is selling for X, Y, Z reason. And they'll, they'll often talk about Jack in terms of opportunities that are there. And they'll talk about things like, well, gee, Hey, there's an opportunity. If you just, you know, if, if you're able to find more people to grow the staff, that there's, there's plenty of business to do here. Right. Or it might be that, Hey, you know, the, the current owners haven't spent a bunch of time on the marketing side of things, Jack. So if you were to put together a nice marketing plan and start to kind of grow, there's, you know, the, there's opportunity to be able to kind of grow stuff. So they'll, they'll often kind of put ideas out there about here's things to investigate or to kind of check out. So maybe there's some, maybe there's some voids there. And, and the question becomes, okay, well, who's going to fill those voids? If all of a sudden we need to, we need to put together a good marketing plan to grow this thing. Well, is that something you're going to do? As a, as a new owner coming in, is that a, is that a skill set that that you bring? Uh, to your point, Jack, is is it somebody that you know we've identified as we're assessing our team here? That we've identified that maybe there's some people here that can help us do that, or perhaps there's somebody else I have to kind of bring from the outside. You know, so we're, we're trying to get a sense like what do we what do we have? And I guess as part of that process, Jack, as you're doing that, chances are you're going to find some people that um, maybe don't need to be part of the team. <clears throat> All right. That's that's very true. That's going to happen. All you'll have that mix all the time. 
So let's bookend that in terms of the people side of, hey, we're trying to find some really good people here on one end of the spectrum, Jack, right? I'll, con- I'll, I'll contrast that on the, on the opposite end of the, of the spectrum of, let's fire somebody. What do you think about that, Jack? Could that be a good thing? Let's, let's fire somebody. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, there's, there, there's some options here. I'll come back to my, to my opening statements here about you know, when, when you buy a company you know, versus starting from scratch. Well, our people, we have some customers, Jack. We have some vendors. We have some employees. One of the best ways, again, this is what we're talking about. If we have a, I don't care if it's a turnaround situation, Jack, or even if the company's running well, chances are there are some people you can get rid of. There are some bad customers. There are some bad vendors. There are some bad employees. Now, I guess you can define what bad means or looks like. You know, it's, I guess it's kind of like beauty, Jack, is in the eye of the beholder. But, you know, you know, it's people who might be a little bit abusive to your staff. Terms of how they, you know, what demands that they, that they put on them. You know, you know, it, it could be people that are calling up, yelling at them, you know, whatever it might be. But imagine if you come in very quickly, Jack, in that first week, somebody's getting fired. One of those, again, bad customer, bad vendor, bad employee. Talk about putting a stamp on things pretty quickly. All of a sudden, you're coming to get pe- getting people's attention pretty quickly, aren't you, Jack? Is that something that you? you found to be helpful in those situations? Absolutely. It's not hard to find out bad employees. That, that comes pretty quick. You know, you, you can observe it quickly just by the way they talk to you one-on-one. Uh, again, that's a nice feature of, of buying small companies that have less than 25 employees. You can, within a week, meet everyone you have to meet. And the others, you know, maybe four or five people are key you know, with pecking orders there in those in those four or five keys or people. And you you can basically make a quick determination. Your first instincts, if you're experienced at all, will be the right ones for the most part. You know how people should line up. So yeah, you you uh take the the popular troublemakers. Popular <laughs> in the sense that they, they might have some <clears throat> off off work uh experiences to keep the crowd going but in work no and you fire them and that all of a sudden not freezes people but makes them pay attention to (laughs) we've been trying to get this guy there forever this isn't too bad right and they stick they'll stick with you they aren't gonna you know uh leave the company and abandon ship and you know they're gonna take a breath and say wow this is a good you know, about time we got rid of these people. So yeah, that's done. I mean, that's that's done. Unless the company is stellar with stellar people in there, and uh, there's always bad apples. So. Right. Well, so so yeah, it starts with you know with getting their attention that way, right? And and, and to your point, Jack. You know, if all of a sudden, hey, you get fired. <clears throat> well, well, hey, if you fire Jack, I'm I'm gone too, right? Well, in our experience, that that almost never happens. Well, why? Well, right. I may talk tough that way, but hey, you know what? Well, what's Jack doing now? Like, you know, unless Jack got kicked out and he's he's landing somewhere else and bring me there, like you know, I got to take care of my own stuff too. You know, hey, that sucks for you, Jack, but you're kind of a you're kind of a jerk. So uh, you know, whatever it might be, right? I can understand why they fired <laughs> you. You know, you know, but to your point, that's a great way to get people's attention and to start to build loyalty pretty quickly. People say, hey, there's some different things going on, or hey, this person's a pretty quick study that you know they. they they figured things out pretty quickly. Um, they made the right decision in terms of who they got rid of. And so, yeah, maybe it's not the employees, Jack, but it could be 
customers or vendors, right? I mean, how many times have we, have we dealt with, with, with clients, Jack, that they have bad customers and they're afraid to fire their customers? Many times. Right? Yes. So, so you know, again, you know, in our minds, well, you know, simple thing to make you a bad customer is, is we're losing money on you, right? If all of a sudden we can't make money with you, that's that's a hard business to do, Jack. You know, you know, we don't want more of those customers. Um, but again, when I say people could be abusive, like we, we've seen it where, where again, people are very demanding. They're, they're calling at, at all hours and they're expecting, you know, immediate responses to stuff. And, you know, depending on what your business is, you, you might have some of that as part of it. But again, you know, is that the kind of customers that you want? And so, you know, there's often those things that 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 that, that, that great phrase, Jack, of addition by subtraction. And that's yeah. that's where this can come in. And <laughs> and what's beautiful about coming in as as that new person, Jack, is you don't have all the emotional baggage. Now, now this is for a case where you're coming in, you know, from the outside. You don't have all the emotional baggage, all the history of whatever this and that. It's like, you know, I'm looking at where things are today and what are we trying to do going forward. So you aren't you aren't being burdened with that baggage. Now, when it comes to a, a family business transition, Jack, that's going to be a little bit different because, you know, chances are you've probably grown up in that business a little bit. There's a good, there's a good chance that uh, some of the employees that are there remember you when you were only eight tall, right? Because, they, you know, they've been around for 20 years and you've now started to kind of grow up. And so <clears throat> there might be some of that emotional baggage there you know, in terms of whether it be employees or, or customers or, or vendors, that becomes a little more difficult with those, you know, but it still is a way to start to look at people. You know, so the, the, we always say, start with the people side of stuff, because that's, that's going to, who's going to help determine your eventual success or failure as part of this. Cause it's not going to be just on you. If it's all about you, we know that's not going to work. So it's got to be making sure you have the right team around you in terms of your, of your employees, the right kind of customers and, and the right kind of vendors. So, through the people side, to be able to, within that first 90 days, Jack, or if you're talking about the turnarounds, you probably do that on day one, right? You're coming in and say, hey, here's the changes that that, that we're making, or, or certainly week one or, or, or week two. It's it's very quick that you're coming in and, and, and making that making that change. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's for sure. I mean, that is quick, obviously, day one. And uh, that, that creates the biggest dramatic effect of you know here we've been plagued by this guy for years and the new boss comes in and bang he's gone right wow now if if things are running well though jack so let's go on the opposite side now <clears throat> we aren't dealing with a turnaround anymore we're dealing with a company that's actually doing pretty well you know it's profitable it's doing well well there will often advise like tread a little more lightly a little more lightly because again if things are working well uh you don't want to you know, I, I picture the whole Jenga game. You ever played Jenga, Jack? No, I didn't. No, you, know, I you, you can picture Jenga with all those big, those big wooden pieces, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, what they're trying to wait for is, a, you know, the person who loses is the person who pulls out and then the whole stack falls down. Right? You're trying to pull out which pieces, right? So if you think about you know, you, this new business that, that you just bought is a nice Jenga, you know, board here, you know, Jenga stack of, of these things. Well, hey, if it's running okay, well, you know, don't start pushing things out of the way. Like, if you aren't sure what's what's working or not working, don't don't do something like that. There are other ways. There are other ways to start to put your stamp on things without having to, you know, perhaps terminate an employee or a customer or vendor. So, one of the one of the things that, that we often will go to is, you know, I'll call it routines, Jack. 
routines or systems. Um, so start looking at, you know, what's currently in place with that business. All right. Um, you know, some of those systems or routines might be documented depending on, on the business, but likely many of them are just kind of happening. That's what we often see in a small business, Jack. I mean, people have been there for a while. They kind of know, here's how we do things here, right? We just kind of, we show up and this is just kind of how it runs. It's a, it's a, a well-oiled machine, you know? Um, <clears throat> so if you're, if you're not sure what's kind of working or not working, the last thing you want to do is come in and start making some quick changes, you know, you know, come in with, with a machete and just start to start whacking away at stuff, right? <laughs> hey, you know, again, don't start doing that yet. Let's start looking at, you know, you know, when we say about routines, one of the things that we'll start with, Jack, is often we, we look at meetings, all right? So uh, how often does is, is that company have meetings going on? Are they regular? Chances are, if it's running pretty well, Jack, chances are they probably have some regular meetings in place. You know, it's, it's rare that a company runs well without having some sort of routines, but maybe they don't. So maybe it starts there with all of a sudden you're, you, you're putting some new routines together. Maybe you're having a, a regular daily touch or a regular weekly meeting or monthly meeting, right? Um, in terms of how they're how they're how they're doing things, maybe they have a they have some old systems in place, Jack. Maybe they have some paper-based systems in place. And perhaps one of your expertises is is more on the, you know, using technology to help make things work better. Maybe that's one of the areas you start to kind of so again, start looking kind of, you know, just how things are kind of done. In terms of just looking for ways, you know, are there ways you can improve it? Again, the idea is you don't want to just make changes for change sake, but there's ways to start to improve and make things better. Where again, it, it starts to help again put that stamp on there. Here's how I'm, here's how I'm going to run things a little bit differently. Yeah, and, it's 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 a much easier stamp, so to speak. Yeah, it's how do you want to be viewed, and you'll you'll tend to reinforce that image that you have. So, you know, if people think of you as a, a hard, crusty guy, all right, is that what you want? And, and it has a, a place somewhere in the world. And same with uh, being technically competent. And, you know, the, you, you don't have to strong arm them and you can have good, intelligent discussions. And there's an exchange of ideas based on capabilities and experiences. So that's the kind of atmosphere today that seems to be a winner. Yeah, well, as you mentioned that, you know, what about things like maybe you switch from a five-day week to four-day week, Jack? Mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's work four tens instead of, you know, five eights. How would that feel to people? Hey, we're, we're going to give you an extra day off a week. Would you like that? Uh, yeah, again, so, so it could be things like that where also you, you, you see opportunities. Again, you, you're coming in with those fresh eyes. Come with those fresh eyes and, and things. And you, you you have you have knowledge and experience that that you're bringing to the table. And you're trying to find okay, how do I take this and start to make this make this work better? That's part of what you're what you're trying to do is help help make things kind of work better. But again, we, we'll often say if if things are running well, it's a, it's 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 a it's a good profitable company. Take that first year, you know. And we, we we've had clients have done that. Take that first year, just kind of observe what's kind of going on, understand what they're doing, and give yourself some more time because you you have time. You have you know. You have the the luxury of time, Jack, when you have a profitable company. That's when right. Com when a company's not making money, you don't have that. That that clock is instantly ticking. Like you got to start to make those changes. So, if things are running well, take a little bit of time and take that first year to try to say, hey, what can I do to start to 
improve things. And from a, a routine or system standpoint, that's often a way to be able to do that, to be able to start to make things kind of start to run better. Um, kind of related to that a little bit, one of the things I was thinking about, Jack, is, is presenting, which obviously is one of our seven keys. But just, you know, it's often overlooked though, as we know in our seven keys, you know, people will almost kind of dismiss that like, ah, okay. Yeah. The whole presenting thing. Right. But how often is it, does a team get together? You know, if nothing else, just you getting up in front of the team once a month to explain what's going on. Just that alone, Jack can put, help put your stamp on the company because you're, you're getting up in front of the team and you're presenting them stuff that's going on. You're, you're, you're educating them about the business and what's kind of going on. And when you do that for the first time, usually what you get is a bunch of folded arms, people sitting back in their chairs and just kind of listening to you, you know, like what the heck's this guy talking about? You know? But as you continue to kind of do that, educate them about what's kind of going on, you're bringing them into what's going on. And we're very, we're very big fans of that being very transparent, Jack, in terms of what's going on in, in the business. And most people still don't do that today. And so we find it to be a very, very positive way to be able to put your stamp on the company, to be able to present what's going on, talk about, you know, what's going on with, you know, different customers or, or better, you know, just, you know, how are we doing? Are, are we making money? Are we not making money? Are we have a good month or a good quarter. You know, what does that even mean? So to be able to kind of get up and, and talk to them about what's going on and talk to them about, you know, uh, you know, why'd you buy the company? Maybe <clears throat> start there with your first meeting, Jack. Hey, you know, here's why I bought, here's, here's what I see. Right. And and they're wondering, I'm guessing for you, Jack, a lot of times they're they're scratching their heads going, I think this guy's a little crazy. I, you know, I don't know how he sees whatever he thinks he sees here, but yeah. You know, so, you know, you know, what what happens when you get up there in front of that that team and explain to them, here's here's why I'm here. Here's you know, here's what I'm thinking about. And you start a routine of meetings. Meetings are huge and, and it's just a, it's a lost opportunity that that the owners of so many businesses don't because they don't understand it themselves. That's that's one big problem. But, you know, to know that I have an opportunity coming down the line, either monthly, quarterly, whatever it's going to be, to uh, speak my piece and maybe even uh, provide a solution, good, good employees will have thinking like that. They will have a solution that they've been trying to maybe uh, put in place in some form or another for years. And the structure or the company itself has never been organized in a way that they can count on that. So there's, you know, best efforts all the time versus coordinating activities and coordinating resources. Uh, it's, it's a great way to run a business and it works because everyone, you got a lot of minds working on solving a problem and they're solvable. Everything in a small business is solvable. Unless the government gets involved, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that that uh, it's important. It's important to have that structure one way or another, getting rid of the bad guys, or enhancing an environment that appeals to the good guys. Well, yeah, because you have to keep in mind, you know, as we've talked about this a lot too, Jack. But people, when they work for a company, they view the bosses a certain way. You know, the boss is a certain way, so that the prior boss who was there was a certain way and they'll naturally assume that you'll just step into that role and be that same kind of boss but chances are you're going to probably be a little different you know either your style's different 
you, you mentioned earlier, Jack, about, hey, we, we kind of fist pounding on the table kind of thing or says, OK, well, if you're not a fist pounder, don't try to be a fist pounder. That's not gonna, it's not going to come off very well. You got to be you got to be who you are. If you're more of a uh, put an arm around him and kind of pat him on the back and give him a gentle nudge in the butt. OK, that's a, that's a, that's a little different. Right. But kind of go with what your style is going to be. You know, one of the things that 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 we notice, you know, when when we bought um, bought our our uh, our young young Rembrandt's franchise, Jack, is the, the prior owner there, she was very different than than me and Shannon. Very different. And we got a sense from that where we had, you know, there were probably 50 teachers that that, that, that they'd had over the years. And only we were only able to get three of them to come back. Right. And we had a we had a suspicion about why that was the case, but as the as the weeks and months went by, you know those those three you know former you know teachers who were, who were with us were kind of letting us know, well, you guys are kind of different from the from the prior owner in terms of how you guys approach people, how you approach us, and how you know how you're engaged. You know, they didn't quite trust it at first because you know they they, they kind of came well, hey, we'll, we'll kind of listen to your your speech, we'll kind of we'll, we'll kind of hear you out a little bit, but again, it was that kind of almost like the arms folded, like, okay, well, I kind of think, you know, I think well, I know what I'm going to hear here. But then they heard things a little differently that first time. And so they opened up a little bit. And as the, as the weeks and months went by, they started to open up with us in terms of what was kind of going on and, 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 and stuff that we were doing that was very different. But they also would share, hey, there are some other things that, you know, the prior boss was doing some things right, Jack, because, you know, the, the company, you know, survived to where it was. So you try to learn sure. from things, right? So you start to engage them. So I guess, you know, one of the things that, that, that I put here too, you know, this is a kind of part of the people part, but I would say one-on-ones. So the, the, you know, sitting down with every one of your employees one-on-one, get some one-on-one time with them because it's, it's different in the group. You know, getting in front of the group is one thing, Jack, right. And, you know, and presenting to the group, that's, you know, that's, that's very powerful, but that one-to-one time is very powerful too, because not everybody speaks up in the groups, Jack, you know, they often sit on their hands or phrases, but if you start to engage them one-to-one get, get to know about them. You know, you know, kind of see what, you know, where they are. You start to talk to them about, you know, what dreams and ideas do they have, Jack, right? We talk about that all the time. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, the idea of, of trying to, you know, do reviews for your employees and, and really caring about them. What, what, what do they want to do? So some one-to-one time with your team early on is key. Just to get, you know, for them to get to know you a little bit, you to get to know them a little bit, kind of what, what makes them tick, kind of what they're what they're thinking about. And usually during that, that, that one-to-one process, Jack, you'll find those good people. You'll find those folks you start to connect, you, know, you start to connect, you, you, you connect with. But even if you don't, just you doing that one to one again. Our guess is that's going to be probably different. Again, it's a way to start to put your stamp on things in terms of how you do stuff and what you're doing. You know, and so you know that can be very very powerful as well to have some of those again uh, those different discussions. And people will, will people like to share stuff, Jack? Usually. They just got to trust you first before they can start to they put things out there, you know? Um, so it's, but something that, that we talk about in terms of, again, whether it's a family business, whether you're, you're coming out as a third party, you know, going into a company that, that, that you're first seeing, you know, you have to be conscious that if you're not conscious of putting your stamp on the company, you're going to miss some opportunities or you might, as we were describing, you, you might, you know, do it too quickly and, 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 and screw things up a little bit. Right. Versus, or you, you might wait too long. Right. So again, yeah, that's why we, we want to kind of frame it in terms of, Hey, are we, are we dealing with a trouble situation here versus one that's a little more, a little more steady and stable from that standpoint, Jack. But I think that those one-to-ones are, are a key part of trying to figure out where is somebody and what's the sure. opportunity there. 
being small has its advantages that way. You know, you can get through your total employment group and, and uh, you know, have meaningful conversations and discussions and put your mark on it. So, yes. All right. And it gets, it gets them to share because that's, what, you know, the, the reality of a small business, Jack, is most things aren't documented. All right. You're trying to figure stuff out. A lot of things are between people's ears. You know, in terms of you know what we do, there's a lot of there's a lot of that institutional knowledge to use that phrase. Um, you know, but uh, you know, want you to kind of keep in mind, you know, you know, you got to bring you. You know, if we can quote Frank Sinatra, "My way, right?" I, you know, kind of do things my way. <laughs> Isn't that a great song? It is a great song. Yeah. You want to do things your way. You know, you you want to learn from what the prior owner did, but again, you're your own person. You want to do things your way. And part of the, again, part of the beauty of small business too, Jack, is you get a chance to try stuff. If you ever work at a bigger company or a bigger organization, they don't encourage you to try stuff for the most part. All right. Usually they have, we got to go through this committee and you got to fill out this form. You got, you got all this kind of nonsense to go through. Right. But in a small business, it's like, Hey, what should we try today, Jack? All right. Let's give that a shot. Right. Again, you can, you can try it and put it into practice pretty quickly. Um, but you know, it's a it's a key thing, like I said. You know, we, we deal with a lot of situations of, again, whether folks coming in from the outside, but a lot of times we deal with situations where it's family stuff too, and it's it's hard. And you, know, you want to make that impression, you know, to where, you know, it's not necessarily mom and dad's company anymore; it's your company. That takes a little bit of time, but mm-hmm. some of the things we're discussing today are ways to start to make that start to happen, and sort of make it happen on purpose versus just. Hoping it happens, wishing it happens, Jack. Right, or uh, or worse yet, coming in and, and 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 being so conscious of putting your stamp on things that you're you're doing things that you really shouldn't be doing, just because you want to do something, All right? So fight fight that urge too. You know, we talk about that the whole idea of getting bored, Jack. Right, and people want to just do stuff. Okay, often you're getting in your own way. Just sit on your hands and and you know do some of these things here where you, you know a little more a little more patient. And doing this stuff. <laughs> yes. All right. So yeah, now that I got got my way in your head. That's a good. That's a good out. You know, kind of a good out song, I guess. If we're thinking about that. But uh, this is like I said. This is this is you know just kind of touching on some of these things. If you're in that point now, where you, again you've you, you've already bought a company or you're thinking about buying a company, getting your stamp on that company pretty quickly is is a key thing they want to be considering. That's what we wanted to kind of talk about it today because it's something that, that, that we coach a lot of our clients on. And uh, and hopefully you enjoyed what you heard today. And if, if you did, we appreciate We appreciate you being here. Uh, as we said at the outset, this is episode 388. So we have 387 other episodes. Uh, most of them are like this, where it's, it's Jack and I talking, but we also do interviews like we did last week with one of our, our prior clients to be able to share their stories. And that was actually a story about you know, buying and selling companies too, as well as well as starting companies. Jack, um, you know, PJ had a, has a very good story. You can get all of our all of our uh, our prior episodes at our website, Dirty Secrets of Small Business.com. And if you go there, you'll notice there's an episodes tab. Click on there, and there's a search bar. You can type in whatever question thought you've got. It'll feed back for you every every show we've done on that topic. If you don't find one that suits your needs, you can reach out to us a couple ways. One is via email, which is radio at MaximumVP.com. You can also give us a call, 330-849-0670. I'll be happy to answer the question for you directly, or we can do much like we did today. As Jack said, we'll put together a show. Because chances are, if you have the question, somebody else does as well. 
and they'll be happy that you asked it. So we have a chance to be able to do that. If you prefer listening to to podcasts on your favorite podcast player, we're available at all the big ones, whether it be iHeart, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Just search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and you'll be able to find us there. You can follow or subscribe to the show. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We'd love getting those five-star reviews. Um, and it's a great way to be able to kind of share it with your friends and family, other folks who, who kind of need it. So that's what we got for you today. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll talk with y'all next week. Very good. Bye-bye.